Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hi, Guthrie. And today's topic is about the huge EA scandal that is going on right now. EA. EA stands for Electronic Arts. What do you know about this, if anything? What do I know about Electronic Arts, or what do I know about the scandal, or both? Uh, scandal, really. And scandal in definitely in like major heavy double quotations. <laughs> you mean it's not really a Some people might consider it a scandal and the rest of the world might not. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we talked about this uh, recently, right, on an airplane? Mm-hmm. So I know that it has to do with uh, the gaming industry. Okay. I know it has to do with behavioral economics and games and uh, even some, I would say, you know, user experience design issues. And, uh, yeah, and and, and the whole, uh, and one could also say it has to do with ethics. And that's uh, kind of, you know, kind of what I remember from our airplane oof. conversation. It's not a whole lot. <laughs> Did I flunk? Oof. Did I flunk the quiz? Um. I, I'm always giving you a quiz. So okay, so basically, there's a, there's a game called. I mean, I'm gonna get all this wrong, and the exact details are not entirely important. To be honest, you can go online and read long thought pieces about it yeah um so my um understanding is there's a game called uh star wars battlefield 2 and basically uh for a bunch of years ago disney bought the rights to the star wars universe for four billion dollars okay which now seems like the most like ridiculous like underpayment forever did it seem the, like a lot at the time? People were kind of like, this doesn't seem like a lot, you know? Four billion is a lot, okay. but like, yeah. it's like, that's like a hundred years of Star Wars video game royalties. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it was like, it kind of was a lot, but it also kind of was not a lot. Um. Yeah, so people were like, this is, this doesn't seem... I don't know, right? They just they weren't quite sure what to what to think about it. Okay. Um anyways, and of course, then as soon as Disney got their hands on it, they they've made like six movies. The first the first movie alone, uh, I believe grossed over a billion and is still you know. So like <laughs> just like Which right one off was the, the which one was the uh Well, never mind. Yeah. Keep going. The point is is that they now have this video game. Um the uh, Battlefield 2, and this is a long line of video games, and it's going to make a ton of money. Um, now, wait a minute. Are you saying that Disney owns EA? No. So I don't know. I know how familiar are you with the whole industry? The online game industry? No, not, it's not online games, just like games in general. Uh, not super familiar. I will confess, I don't... I'm not a game player in general. Yeah. 
uh, although I can be quite killer at Monopoly, but um, <laughs> regular board Monopoly. But in general, I'm not big on games, and I know that you are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. Was, so what is so Disney? Disney buys the the rights. But what the is point this? is, okay, yeah, so, so the way, way video in? games work is you have what's called developers, and I, of course, I am also going to slaughter this, um, so I'm sorry to people who actually know what they're talking about. Um, so Disney, so, 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 so there's, there's the developer of a game, and then there's the publisher of a game. Okay. So my understanding is that EA works with Disney, and they're like, let's make a Star Wars game. And so then EA has all these relationships, or they directly own um, a bunch of developer companies, and those would be the people who actually create the game. Okay. And there are a couple famous developers out there, and I won't get into it. The point is, is that after they create the game, uh, then it it then goes to EA, who publishes the title. So I think it's kind of like a producer. The way you know, produce production company would you know, right? So yeah. you have the the film, but the so, film studio. But somehow this all belongs to Disney. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Disney just makes. I mean, anything Star Wars is interesting for Disney. Disney's okay. actually not really the big player in this. It's really a- okay. EA. Okay. Um, EA uh, ha- is just one of the biggest and best game publishers in the world. Now that part I did know. Yeah, they've been around for a very long time. Yeah, a long time. They have um, a wide, you know, array of games. They're very tight with a lot of industries. You know, they make, uh, they just, they have a whole thing. They generally, um, are, have not been particularly user-friendly. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they, they've generally sided with kind of big corporate. They do have a UX group, or they did. I, I, no, I, I knew well, some I people who were in their UX group. Well, I'd hope they have a UX group. Yeah. That's, that's, that's But when fine. you said they weren't user-friendly, what did you mean by that? Oh, I mean, sorry. I realized I was talking to a U, UX person. Right. They make decisions that are not... In the best interest of the as they of the customer. Okay. Uh, they they have a fairly bad reputation for making um, profit motive based decisions instead of consumer centric based decisions. Well, they are a company. This is this is a dilemma for everybody, right? Well, yeah, but they, in particular, they they've just a there's just a lot of stuff that they do. So, for example, do you know uh, about pre ordering? Pre-ordering a game? Yes. It probably has a special meaning in the game world. So basically, let's. So if you're, if you're, if you there's a game you're you're really looking forward towards. Yeah. Um. What what you could can do is you can pre-order it. Okay. And um. Basically. What that means is that you know, and you and you have the kind of like the usual thing that you do. And the pre- the way pre-orders work is, you um, 
you're going to pay extra in advance. But then, in theory, you'll get some stuff. So I'll get extra stuff that other people yeah, won't get. Yeah, you might get a couple extra loot crates, you know, or something. Um, and you get first access to the game. Okay. But really what it is, is in, in general, it's generally known to be kind of like a bad, dumb deal. Because, you know, you're paying all this money. So they get millions of dollars before the game comes out. Yeah. And then, like... This is like ordering a Tesla? Uh, yes. Yes, it's exactly like ordering a Tesla. Okay. Um, the only problem is they have a really bad history with pre-orders, where sometimes uh, what they say will be in the game will not be in the game, for example. Okay. Um, that's that's generally not a very nice thing. And, and yeah, so there, there are various... Um, various you know things that people have gotten very angry about and so okay. on the flip side you know people should stop pre-ordering on the other side you know whatever you can't tell who who are you to tell a, a consumer what they can and can't do okay so so that's so that's you know that's that's just the first part then there is the whole fact that so that's part one is like this pre-ordering stuff where they're basically just getting free money from their from the from people they know will just purchase the game whatever because it's a Star Wars game, like of course everyone's gonna get it. Yeah. My point is is that there's a series of uncustomer friendly practices. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just trying to give you and hopefully you find this like it, it illuminating because I'm just trying to give you the um like kind of the backstory this is the how, background to the upcoming yeah like why why we are here why why we are why people are really upset yeah yeah so okay. so because there's there's a context to it all right so that's the history yeah. and then something else happened so no well we're not entirely through the history yet so do you oh. understand what microtransactions are microtransactions can i guess yes so I'm going to guess that you're playing a game, and while you're playing the game, there's things you could buy or charges that are assessed that will allow you to do extra stuff with the game. Is yes. That, is that, am I, am I right? Um, kind of. So, yeah, so, so you purchased the game, right? Yeah, I bought the game. I paid, I don't know, how much money would I pay? $60. I paid $60 for a game. but And so I own, you know, I quote. Well, but let's it. start with free games, right? Okay. So, so the the thought is, okay, so you have you have a free game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're not paying for it. Right. But the thought is, well, okay, yeah, you're not paying for it, but you're getting... You know, but but then some people will want to do better. So so the so it's kind of it's like in-game purchases. Now, yeah. sometimes it gets really complicated. Some games, the in-game purchases are just um, like cosmetic items. So, for example, a game like uh, uh, Heroes of the Storm, it's only a, it's like just cosmetic items. Um, but some games, they have a, a, the bad reputation of also doing like it's called play to win 
Okay. So, right. So, like, I want to do a little bit better than the rest of the game, than everyone else. So, I'll pay extra money for, like, perks. You mean, like, for special tools or special powers or something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. only people who've paid money can do? Yeah. Now, a lot of games traditionally only do the cosmetic item thing and that's very nice of them right what is a cosmetic give an example of a cosmetic um i want my hero to have like a cool uh like set of armor okay but not everyone has all right but it doesn't mean i'm gonna get further in the game it just means my guy is gonna look right cool okay now this is especially important in multiplayer games because if you have things that are unequal with multiplayer games right then like it's no fun so it doesn't matter that in a multiplayer game that my guy looks cool i you know paying for that you're saying makes sense but now if i'm paying so that my guy in a multiplayer game can you know has special powers or special tools then by the people who can spend money have an advantage in the multiplayer game correct okay right right so again, it's all kind of in the context of this, of this stuff. Okay. And um, it, it's you know a part of it is you know to what level are companies doing this, and it's been a nasty trend for a while. So so I, that's that's kind of the backstory. All right. Okay. But now I want to involve you with the behavioral psychology. Okay. aspects of these of, of, of things because there's a whole nother side to this which is the behavioral psychology side so what ea started doing in a lot of their games was a system of what's called loot crates okay and this is the big this is the big this this is really like the culmination of a bunch of nasty stuff that that game publishers have been putting into video games for a while Loop crates. Sorry. Loot. L-O-O-T. Oh, loot. Loot yeah. crates. Okay. What does that mean? So in the past, think of a think of a normal traditional video game where you level up with experience points, right? Yeah. So before, you know, you do stuff, you get experience points, then you can unlock more items and more perks and more this and more that, right? All right. Now, before you continue. Yeah. I just want to put in, I said before I was not big on gaming, but I did want to mention a, an his, a, a historical fact, mm-hmm. which is many years ago, uh, I went kind of probably, maybe not illegally, but certainly not statute, The statute of limitations has passed. Okay, good. Uh, I went with uh, someone who worked at, uh, let's just say they worked at a government agency, and he brought in a bunch of uh, of us to uh, his, where he worked in the middle of the night so that we could use the computers to play the original computerized version of Dungeons and Dragons, which could only be done on mainframe computers because those were the only computers that existed and the only computers that would have even had enough power. Of course, they don't have as much power as your smartphone. But, um, and, and, it w- and there were no images in this game. Have you ever played the original Dungeons & Dragons? Is that even available? 
No, uh, no, almost certainly not. They have, um, I actually, I know, I know a little bit about D and D, and uh, they've, um, they've definitely changed. I think it's on. It's like, thir- oh my god, I'm not even gonna try. But it's definitely there are new revisions and new stuff that. Uh, well, the original was, it, it was just done with words. You know, you type. Well, it's still all mostly done with words. Okay. There are now maps and stuff, but that's okay. Anyway, yeah, that, I just wanted to mention that even though I don't have a lot of experience with games, I do have a little bit of historical experience. All right, back to your story. So we've got, uh, where, where do we leave off? I forgot. So, okay, yeah, no, well, that's, that's, a, that's a, I mean, that's a fun story, Maybe sneaking in a NASA. <laughs> I like it. Um, I didn't name the government agency. You just did. Well, I can cut that out if you want. No, that's fine. You said the statute of limitations was up. I mean, there were... Yeah. Okay, it was NASA. Next. So... Yeah. Um, so so that's that's part one. Uh, the, uh, the NASA part. <laughs> no, I kid. Um, so, 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 I don't even know where I, where I was. Was I talking about loot? I was talking about loot crates, right? Yeah. You said you were going to get into the behavioral science. So, essentially, um, you know, back in the day, you used to, be able to have uh, you just you just you would just grind right you do stuff and then your heroes would have you know more you know experience and then with more experience you you know you'd be able to buy more stuff because you would you just played a lot you know you'd played a certain amount of game, numbers of games or a certain number of time and so you were leveling up as you said yeah. The problem is, is that, um, is that for the longest time, it was very consistent. What game developers, and you could maybe pay to win, right? There was a whole, there was a pay to win feature of it, um, where you just get more stuff. So, but, but what they've do, what, what game developers had, have started doing is instead of that, They've now started to create these things called loot crates, and this is what EA did, and this is the uh, what some some would argue the insidious bad behavior. So when you get XP, you don't unlock stuff, okay? What you actually unlock is a loot crate, and the loot crate allows you to like um, buy power-ups and things. Okay, and so why is this a bad thing? I'm not, I'm not explaining this well. So so when the loot crate turns on, yeah, it like rolls the, there's a there's a roll of dice. Okay. So it's like a slot machine. okay. So when you get the loot crate, you press the button, it opens up, 
and there's like a random like, oh, look what you've won. Okay. Okay. So it's not, it doesn't actually have to do with whether, you know, what you've won or what you've purchased. It's, it's, you know, it's this, it's a system where like you're basically gambling. And I really should just show you a picture of it, of what it, of what it looks like. How can you do that on a podcast? Well, that's like I said, I wish I could. So but, you're saying I'm playing the game. and Yeah, and so instead of just getting like, oh, you now have the Sword of Valor. Yeah. You get plus 50, you know, jibble bots or... Right. You know, right? Like, whatever it is. Now I uh, get... Now you get two, a loot crate. Which doesn't give me anything. What it does give you, well, it gives you the chance to get something. Okay, and what do I have to do to take the chance? Well, you open the loot crate and it roll it rolls the dice. Okay, and well, you never you don't know. Maybe you'll just get a little gold, a little in-game currency. Maybe you'll get the something. Maybe you'll get a legendary item. Yeah. Um, and so essentially, every time you. So 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 the way you level up every time is is through a slot machine. That's that's what they're doing. Does that make sense? But why do you think that's a bad thing? Um, because it's because it's trying to you're you're basically trying to make um trying to make things addictive. Do I have as to pay to get a loot crate? Well, that's that's the thing is that it that depends on the game and some games. There are games where you pay, and some games there are games where it's a combination where you where you can pay. Some games it's just okay, so you just have to, you're you're leveling up, you know. Yeah, because you've played a bunch. Yeah, because you've played a bunch, um, and then you get a loot crate. It it depends on the game. But but regardless of how it's doing it, it's definitely it you, you it's definitely like you have to. Um, you know, it's it's definitely forcing you to gamble. So it's 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 so it's that's why it's like two different things. It's one thing to okay, we're gonna we're gonna have these loot crates. That's like okay, whatever. It's another thing. We are going to um, have like a system which is in, intrinsically addictive. And then the second part is, okay, now we're going to, not not only do you have to purchase the game, but you also have to pay for it uh, if you want to do better. And then we're going to set up this, this system where you basically pay for casino gamble rolls to do better at the game. So is, is this making some sense? Yeah, I think so. So, so what you're saying is that by using these loot crates and by... By using the ideas of um, uh, conditioned responses with, you know, the roll of the dice and the lights flashing or however they're, they're doing the casino-like, slot machine-like play, mm -hmm. that you're conditioning people to want to have that experience of the, of the, of the lights going off. And by pairing that to... Uh, in some cases, charging more money to have that experience, right? Right. Um, your in your your contention 
is that you are getting people uh, into a conditioned response loop in which they will spend more and more money, even though they may have already bought the game, but they're going to spend more and more money just so that they can have the experience of the casino-like play and then end up with you know more tools and more powers right. to have an advantage against right. other people. So they're basically, so not only do you have to pay for the game, but mm-hmm. also it's forcing you to become like a gambling addict mm-hmm. and potentially pay more because this is like, so So game developers see see this as a new source of, a new revenue stream. Because in the past you just, you know, you just had the, you bought you the know, game. You bought the game and that was it. But now, right, you buy the game, but also, okay, so now there's all these power-ups and things and people can be buying, you know, paying for upgrades and perks for forever and how i mean do you have any data about whether people really are doing this a lot in terms of the the users the customers um like do people do it or do they just say oh forget this oh people definitely do it well first of all if you're making the if you're making power-ups mandatory through a loot crate progression system like yeah, so like then then yeah, definitely people are doing it. Uh because everyone has to go through the loot crate even if you don't spend any money. But I definitely know that co- the companies are making a lot of money doing this. Which is why they're continuing to do it and they're doing it more. Yes. All right. Now, well, let so, me let me so, ask you a question though, Guthrie. What is yeah. the, what is wrong with companies wanting to make money and putting things in their products in order to make money? So it was so interesting because all over the internet, um, when this story broke, I suppose, if that's if that's the word you want to use, there was like a thousand different um, like stories all about Skinner. <laughs> of Skinner. It was like, no, I seriously, it was all over the place. I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. People finally getting interested in no Pavlov no yeah like, like yeah like pop articles about um, conditioned response seriously okay <laughs> but I'm gonna go back to what is wrong with I mean there are casinos that do the same thing there's right uh that's true yeah that's true so what's wrong with using these techniques to make money um it just it it feels like they are using behavioral science to addict people in a evil and manipulative way um so one argument okay so you know slot machines yes they are regulated so that they must be random you can set the amount of randomness that you have. Yeah. But they still, by law, they have to, you know, you have to, there's a certain percentage of payout that you have to, you know, that, that you just have to pay out. So, that I mean, it's rigged in a way because... The, the house always wins, the but... The house always wins, but, if, but sometimes but at any given, the human will win. Yeah, at any given, you know, spin of the, you know, spin of the wheel, right? Like, you could, you have the same chances of winning as any other spin. The game industry has 
there's 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 no, no regulation and it's a computer program so it literally could be rigged against the human to make them spend more like you're getting into the most um insidious so you're saying uh, that the game makers are are not under the same laws in the u.s as the casino slot machine correct people are Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. And and has this been noted? I mean, I, I am not up on, on just online gambling in general. Uh, um, and I should be since I've done some consulting work for the FTC. But uh, I don't know how I don't know about the legal status of whether, you know, if you have an online if online gambling is even allowed, and if you have it, you know, is it it's, regulated in let's the same just, way? I'll just put it this way. It's very murky waters. Yeah. It's very murky waters. Um, and that's that's okay. So, uh, so what are people doing? Are they just saying, okay, you know what, I'm not going to buy games from well, these manufacturers yeah, or I'm yes. not going to play games at all or well no no one's going to say that but there's definitely certain manufacturers that that do a worse job than than others and they're definitely there's a there's a movement like don't buy this game because because that, that's the that's the only way that it's going to happen but there is a there, there is a certain certain um sense of like this is really bad um, like the fact that this, you have this unregulated industry that can use like, so let's like, 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 you know, what if, like, if I turned to you and I said, Hey, here's like a million dollars, go figure out the best way to get people to spend real money on a video game. Yeah. Like what would, what would you do? Oh, wow. No ethics. Given... You can do whatever uh, you want. <laughs> no ethics. No, no, exactly. Like, we literally just want people to spend as much real money on this, you know, video game as possible. Oh, well. I mean, uh, I would use uh, Pavlovian conditioning, uh, Skinner reward schedules, uh probably something to do with uh sex uh social <laughs> social validation factors and uh the you, uh, desire you, for mastery you know okay thank you for plugging uh your no i'm saying that's what i would use although i wouldn't do it because... but can you give me some specifics uh and in what way is it not setting up a system of loot crates that are essentially they spin and they make noise and they right like yeah I, I i hear you obviously they've you know somebody either stumbled upon or purposely uh has strategized uh the use of um conditioned responses to get it sounds like i mean i don't have the data or the proof that it works and so on but i'm i'll take your word for it but they've uh they stumbled on the the idea that that this stuff affects behavior, which it does. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, b- however, you know, I guess I'm, it, I mean, it brings up, you know, the larger ethical question that we've talked about before, which is what's okay and what's not okay. And I think it's kind of interesting to, you know, focus in on the, on the gaming, you know, the game software industry as the true bad guys. I, I guess I would wonder if, you know, there's lots of other places where this is done and, and, and I would then want to question why are the, why, why is all this focus on, on how the gaming people are, are, you know, bad guys in this when I think a lot of people do it, but maybe, you know, I think I, it's, yeah, go ahead. Cause like, okay. Like, I think it's, I think it, a, a big part of it has to do with just, um, I think it's the trend. I think people, you know, they don't like the way the trend looks. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think a big part of it has to do with the fact that this is going to spread into every video game. Like why why would this why would this stop? And yeah. and it's a bigger question and here here is my question for you that I probably should have you know asked a long time ago. Um can science be too good? You mean too effective? Yeah. Like, is there so? Okay. So if you if you look at um, like heroin, okay, like yeah. heroin is so effective at making a person addicted. It's it's just it's just you know, un it's just unfair. Like there's just nothing. Like if you take heroin, you are going to be addicted to heroin. Yeah. You know. It's it's just this, like, like not a whole lot you can do. Yeah, that once you kind of enter into this certain realms of activity, uh, well, in terms of heroin, you're talking about physiologically, you know, you are, yeah. your body and brain become addicted. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a question anymore uh, a lot of people would argue, not everyone agrees with this, but a lot of people would argue it's not a question of, you know, free will because right. essentially you you don't have free will anymore because your body and your brain are addicted to a chemical. Right. Now, you are, I assume, asking, uh, you know, is are the effects of, you know, conditioned responses and, what you know, Pavlovian conditioning and... Um, behavioral operant conditioning uh, strong enough that they kind of fall into the same category where, you know, it's not fair because a person becomes addicted without meaning to, and now they can't control their behavior. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I will tell you that I don't put uh, slot machines in the same category as heroin. Although gambling addiction is very real and does cause uh, 
changes to the brain and brain chemicals. But, you know, if you're talking about something like heroin, you know, if someone takes heroin, I don't know what the percentage is, but, you know, most people will become addicted. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a small percentage. Well, no, it's like 95%. Yeah, whereas if, if people go to a casino a much smaller percentage are going to end up having a gambling addiction and a gambling problem. Most people, and again, I'm sorry, I don't know the numbers, but most people will be able to walk away and say, what could you do that was to make that higher? How could you improve the slot machine if you didn't, if, if you could do anything? Well, I think that the, the, uh, I mean, the slot, the peop, the casinos know. They know the same science that the game makers know. Yes, but they're regulated. But they're regulated by law, so that's that's probably the difference. I mean, I think that the casinos have an advantage over the game player players um, because they can control much more than just what someone is seeing on the screen. Um, you know, they can control the entire context, the entire environment, and the, and they do. Uh, the sounds, the noise, the smells, the lack of clocks, the uh, uh, lack of, you know, uh, any physical indication of where the exit is, and all those things. I mean, they, they do control that, and, and they do a very good job at it. And, you, you know, the EA or any other game manufacturer does not have control um, right now over what you are looking at if you're talking about a game. Now, the place where where this, I think, will become even more problematic is in virtual reality because in that context, they do have a lot more control over the environment. They're at least controlling the environment you're seeing and experiencing you know, while you have a headset on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, it, you know, if, you not, if you don't regulate it, I don't know. I don't know if regulation is the answer. I mean, you're, you're a lawyer, so you might think that regulation is the answer. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if regulation is the answer. But I think th- that, um, you know, I think that these are really important questions. And um, I think that as we get into, you know, the whole AI machine learning, uh, it becomes even more important because, you know, if you've, uh, I mean, I, want, I wonder if anyone's done this yet. I mean, we have the theory behind, you know, why the stuff works, and we can look at the brain's reaction and uh, reward centers in the brain and all of that. Um, you know, a, a, a machine or AI could do kind of endless A-B testing and could just, start creating algorithms that um, about the I mean there there might be nuances here to what causes you know more and more conditioned responses that we don't even know about and we don't even yeah, understand like the, the most the most perfect most perfect combination of sound and lights and color and the size of the uh, you know and should it be balloons or a burst of color or you know stars or you know it, I'm sure there are incredible nuances that we don't know about that a machine can can figure out. And so I, 
I mean, I may, I almost feel like I shouldn't have said that because, you know, somebody listening who is in the gaming industry might go, wow, we didn't think of that. We got to get on that. But they're probably <laughs> already on it. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, so it, it it's it's only going to get worse, that whole thing, this whole idea of... Um, you know, what would you say? Um, taking advantage of some of our natural, normal, conditioned responses that have developed over, you know, millions of years through evolution, the things that grab our attention, the things that set off our reward centers. Um, you know, these are just... These are unconscious automatic reactions we have to stuff. And, you know, now we're... So I'm more worried about the AI machine learning aspect mm. of this than I am of a company like EA doing what they could do to make money. Interesting. That, that would be what I would say. Because once they start doing the AI machine learning part of it, you know, it'll make even more money and... Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this. I, I mean, I, yeah, but you got to understand, I kind of have this, you know, I've been worried about, I, I'm giving a presentation next week in Brussels on a version of our, you know, the future of human technology interaction. And I'm reading, you know, you, Yuval Harari's book, Homo Deus, a brief history of tomorrow in which so you have a you have an ult, ult, I don't want to say an ulterior motive but a, no I know I don't have an ulterior motive I just have kind of a dark view <laughs> <laughs> at the current moment I'm immersed in all things that can go wrong I mean be, no but actually seriously you know my beliefs about and I don't know if we've really done a podcast we've mentioned this in podcast episodes I mean I you know I I believe that very soon, probably sooner than we realize, you know, humans aren't going to be doing this programming at all anyway. They're not going to be, you know, these 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 famous programmers, developers, game developers you're talking about, you know, they'll, they'll be machines. They won't be people. And um, they'll be making the decisions. And, I, you know... Why? How? How are we going to regulate any of this? I'm not sure. Are we going to regulate any of it? I'm mm. not. I'm not sure. So I think we have. We. I think we have bigger problems than EA. But mm. I understand the concerns, and I also think it's really interesting. I mean, it sounds like this whole gaming community is. I don't know. They sound like an interesting group. And Why? They have, I don't know. There just seems to be this. Oh, you know, this whole sense of fairness, this whole sense of, you know, you can make some money, but don't make too much. Uh, you know, don't manipulate us. I don't know. It's just an interesting, it's just an interesting, uh, it sounds like an interesting group, you know, that they get, they, they will get, at least a percentage of them will get very passionate and upset about things if they don't think it's, you know, fair. Um <coughs> 
But I, I don't know that fairness was ever, you know, who said it was ever going to be fair? Like, why would why did they think it was ever going to be fair? Well, I guess their thought is, you know, we paid for it, right? Like, then, then, like if you're if you're like if you're going to be making all this money in these little microtransactions, then why are we? Why? Are, yeah. So wh- essentially, why are we paying to be manipulated? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I think there's always this sense of so if you think of like those crappy. Um, really addictive, uh, like phone apps. Yeah, like they're crappy and blah blah blah. But like they're free, right? So like that, like you kind of like that is what, like that's what you're signing up for, to a certain extent. Yeah. So, but but you know, if you you know, I think a lot of these people, you know, they just want to they just want to play Star Wars. You know. Yeah, so it's the uh, kind of hidden motive and uh, manipulation and uh, um, layers of payment that people are objecting to. I I think these are are valid objections, but, um, you know, the only thing, uh, I guess the only thing you can do is uh, A... Don't use the product, and that's what I mean. That's that's and what everyone's B, trying to do. You know, do. you could come up with an alternative product that doesn't do that, right? I mean, it might not be the same product, but because of copyright stuff, but you could just come up with an alternative game that is similar but better, and not not manipulative. Um, well, I mean, yeah. If if you're a Star Wars fan. To a certain extent, you're out of luck. Yeah. Because they have, because you know, EA has the Star Wars. Like that's, you know, that's part of the, that's part of the. That's point. your thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Guthrie, I, I, yeah. What do, what do you think about the, you know? Uh, how, I mean, the I, regulation of it. I think that it probably should be, uh, should be regulated. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. To uh, Belgium already is. They are? Well, that's where I'm going next week. Yes. What I are they regulating? Belgium, well, Belgium called for um, video games to start being regulated as gambling. Oh. They basically said that uh, that loot crates are gambling, which they did. is not allowed. Yes. But the U.S. has not followed suit. Oh, the U.S. hasn't even... I mean, that Belgium has suggested it, but it's the EU, so it's a whole, you know, it's a, it's a complicated process, obviously. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll yeah. end up no, really following is. their lead. Guthrie, uh, maybe, yeah. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Uh, I am happy to be of assistance. I want, I, and if anyone uh, would like to chime in, they can contact us and let us know their thoughts on this. Guthrie, how would they do that? Uh, info at theteamw.com. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I'm going to go do some loot crates here. <laughs> yeah. You, make, you making money? Uh, not yet. Do you think we could put loot crates into our online courses? Uh, It's not the worst idea. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so info at theteamw.com if you have questions. And um, 
I will be uh, I will be around. The loot crate scandal. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I don't I don't think I did a particularly good job I- explaining all that, but it is it is a fascinating issue. I actually encourage um, lots of people to actually go online and do a and lot and get more. addicted. No. <laughs> No, no. But to, try to it go, out. But actually, it'd be good to, to try to go it learn out, a just, lot more about it because there, there yeah. are, um, there's a lot more articles and information um, online than than I, you know. Yeah. Than I think I've done a, you know, a, a, a good job explaining. So I encourage everyone to, to, right. to read the smarter pieces. Okay. Thank you. All right. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.